0: Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses.
1: I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator.
0: So Tara. Yes. Um, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know how I'm always like obsessing about organizing things? i like, I wish I was more organized. Yes. Although I feel like you pretty much are
1: computer savvy organized. Like everything you do is organized, but on like computer or kind of social media. Right.
0: Like if it has to do with my work, it's organized. But if it has to do with like anything in my household, it's not. And it's, it constantly drives me crazy. And um I am very excited today because we have my sister-in-law Casey Siegel, who has the unfortunate um title of being married to my brother, Scott. <laughs> or fortunate, bunny. It's fortunate. We love Scott. But um we're gonna try not to spend a lot of time talking about Scott on this because there's like a lot, a lot of good content there. Um and we're really interested in talking to Casey. So hi Casey. Hi, how are you? I am good. So you are um, somebody who has successfully made the transition from being like a corporate person, going to work every day, probably putting on heels every day <laughs> in the city of New York. And now you, are, you have transitioned to sort of CEO of the household, the, the, the Siegel Cohen household. Um, so we wanted to chat with you a little bit and just kind of find out, you know, give us a little bit about your background and how you decided to make that shift and what it's been like. So I worked in the pharmaceutical industry from graduating high from
2: graduating college. And then we got pregnant with our third child at the exact same time we bought our house in the suburbs. And my office, like my workday was not a nine to five workday when we lived in the city. I had it down to pat, I was probably one of the older people to be honest. So I had it down pat of get home, I had to be home at a certain time to relieve my nanny within reason and then put my kids to bed and get back online if needed. But moving to the suburbs, I think we were just uncomfortable with both parents commuting. So I decided to take basically a really long sabbatical. And it was definitely a hard transition at first. I mean, now you're home. I had a four, a two and an infant and just moved to the suburbs. So I think at the beginning, what kept me going is with a baby, I was definitely very regimented, at least with my, especially my first on like schedules. And everyone had to have a schedule. I mean, when you throw the third in the mix, she sort of got a little shafted on scheduling. Um, But it's interesting to see the shift now because I feel like when I first moved, it was all about kind of creating the schedule for my nanny and I. And the kids just sort of went along with it. And I used to have these Excel spreadsheets and I would change it for each trimester, (laughs) you know, like when the classes all changed and remembering like when to sign up for swim again and trying to coordinate. And Scott's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I have to figure out what day I can fit in the multitude of activities they need to do or they don't need but want and you want. Um and now it's totally different in that it's shifted in my kids having a little more responsibility and finally they're having a voice, which is interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, especially my son, where he's like, do not sign me up for this again. I was like, okay. <laughs> um so now they're a little more and i actually as awful as the pandemic has been i think one good thing that came out of it was i think that they're more used to knowing their schedule my daughters were part-time online last year and they had to know what day it was and then it translated into knowing what after school activity and also then not being able to take them places you know like you had to drop off it gave them more responsibility to say like, okay, I have to go in or I need to take my stuff. And then the rest of the house is just, I mean, your whole family probably makes fun of me. Um, I like to be very supply heavy.
0: <laughs> like, let me just, can I just add some color to that? So first of all, there's a couple of things. So one is Casey it, it probably has the world's largest supply of Tide. or whatever that origin is because Um, if you ever go into like an armageddon casey is equipped wait i have to ask something really
1: fast casey were you one of those people who went and bought all the toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic Oh my
2: god! first of all i was already so supplied up that it didn't really (laughs) that's why there was a shortage (laughs) had like a year's worth of toilet paper the problem was um Actually, I was so supplied up that in our garage, I had to have some of it on the floor and Ida came and we got flooded and it all, it's amazing how heavy toilet paper is when it's soaking wet. (laughs) Um, But I remember coming to visit our house every time we were doing work and every time I came from the city, I went to either Target or Costco. I was, I'm like, I don't want to have to run out. Although I tend to seem to have to run out all the
0: time because like a child decides to eat every blueberry in the house. So can we talk about that for a second? So (laughs) you have always been the mother who I envy because you got your kids to eat vegetables at a very young age. Like, you know, Jack was eating, I don't know, cucumbers. Probably That was probably his first solid food. And everything is like chopped up perfectly, <laughs> and I feel like I don't know how you stay stocked and chopped with all of Great. the vegetables the that you guys have. It gets
2: annoying, and especially, okay, we're going to throw Scott onto the bus for a second. When he started to work from home, he would take, like, handfuls of cut carrots, and I'm like, <laughs> I just cut the carrots, and they're gone. Or I could cut six cucumbers, and they are gone in, like, an instant with my family, in you know, a does. Actually, I think I got having the cut veggies from going to the cottage from my mother in law. There was always cut veggies. And yes, so my kids will go through just there's always just the typical
1: Tupperware stacks of veggies. Well, I want to go back to what you said when your kids transition into an age where they need and also because of COVID, but they become a little more self efficient and they realize what they can do and when we take away the uh, well when we empower them to do things on their own um it's a really important thing it also takes a a lot of the load off of us right and so my youngest right now he has always been doted on but now we're all taking a step back he's 11 it's like time to do your own stuff and so he you know it's important but I think it also takes the load off of us It does, and I think we actually got a lot of that from Jill, and then somehow
2: in the pandemic and doing a lot more family dinners, we used to just do family dinners Sunday night because the schedules are too hectic. I mean, it's like Grand Central Station. So Sunday night now, our son has to clear, or the girls help clear. He has to put everything in the dishwasher. The girls have to put everything back in the fridge, and it is nice to finally just
0: sit down after dinner for five seconds. Okay, I have to ask you though. Do you go, after they're done putting stuff in the dishwasher and in the fridge and they've left the room, do you go in and rearrange? Because that's what I do.
2: Sometimes, yes. My youngest decided she wanted to do the dishes, but I think it's really only because my middle daughter got her ears pierced yesterday. And my youngest, who's seven going on 27, is dying to get her ears pierced. And I need to have enough break between the two. Um, so she decided she wanted to do
1: the dishes
2: and yeah, I mean, you redid I'm them.
0: like,
1: this is so inefficient the way it's in the dishwasher. Well, I could definitely say your family, because the Excel spreadsheets happen to come up a lot with gel. <laughs> and yes. mentioned that you use them. So I think, I think that's a, you know, Segal, a definite
2: seagull family trait. My husband definitely has to have a spreadsheet for everything. And I guess that translated down um but yes i just try to keep it's really the scheduling that's the hardest thing and i'm pretty low-key on it actually everything's just on my google calendar i just at least give every kid a color so i know that they're not totally overlapping it gets more complicated as the sports don't it's not so set And so it's also was a transition in that when my husband was home working, he wasn't actually an active participant in the day-to-day pickups or any of that. Like I could legally leave my kids at home, but nothing actually got accomplished. So it is nice that we started to bring in a sitter.
1: So I have a question that I have to ask. What did you do with all the fabulous clothes that you wore in New York City for your job? Okay, so I think that I was actually, I don't know what happened after
2: my second, but I was definitely a much thinner. Um, I actually consigned a lot of it. I think I did just whatever, I forgot the site. Um, you know, I just sent, I, I think it took me a while to get rid of it. And I all of a sudden kept bringing, I also switched my closet seasonally. Um, and I kept bringing these pencil skirts up and down and up and down and all these blazers (laughs) and tons of button downs. And I finally did just release myself of all of that. Um, and I, I actually do probably now need to transition. I think I need like a post, I think there needs to be post pandemic, you know, not workout wear, but not jeans.
0: So, Okay. Along those lines, so you are also, I think you and your mom share this trait of being just like expert bargain shoppers, like expert, like black belt. And I don't mean like, what does Walmart have on sale? But more like, where can I find, you know, a discounted Gucci something or, a, you know, and pick another like high-end brand. How do you, what are your tips on that? Mm, I love that. I think it's actually my dad.
2: My dad is actually. But from a young age, I remember my parents were so generous and calm with me. I remember for camp there was one year I really wanted this very specific Hunter Green Converse sneaker for I don't know, my teen tour. And my parents would drive me around the Lower East Side where they had all these little sneaker stores because I needed such a small size. And my dad would just put on a Mets game and calmly drive us around and stop in front of each store as we ran in. Or I needed a very specific sock. But I think, I don't know, I've just always been pretty good about it. I I don't know the last time I really bought many things truly for face value. Mm -hmm. But I also don't buy expensive stuff anymore. That's the Mm -hmm. other thing.
1: Let me ask you a question. When you get a really good deal, do you get like a high from that? Like, yeah, got that. Okay.
2: Yeah, yes. There is nothing better. Or <laughs> I remember one time I was pretty pissed. I think Scott was getting me a bag and I think I ordered it from Saks. And like a week later they did one of those, you know, where you spend a certain amount. And this woman at Saks thought I was crazy because I, of course, rebought the bag. I mean, it came in the mail like a day before it went on sale. And she's like, you're returning this? It's very hard to get. I'm like, I have another one actually arriving in two days. Um, But that will annoy me. But for the kids especially, I can't spend a lot of money on my kids' clothes. That drives me insane. That's smart because they grow out of it so fast. And it doesn't even translate that well from daughter to daughter anymore. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Fast okay so we're nearing the end of our time so i have to just ask i have to get in like one question what are what are some of the shareable top annoying traits about my brother Am i <laughs> you're, yeah my brother you're
2: um he let me think
0: I know he comes out and makes his little lunch like in the air fryer. Oh my god. With salad so he and the yeah,
2: I mean, it's gone a little different since he's working from home and he always has a little headset on. And so you're unsure if he's actually on a call. Especially when the kids were all home. I mean they make fun of him a lot about that. But yes, we'll come out, he has this elaborate omelette in the morning, then he has this whole air fryer chicken salad <laughs> and his bone broth. And but it always just somehow Gravitates, or I think he sometimes makes them purposely when I haven't had a chance to do the dishes yet because then it's an excuse just to leave it next to the sink. Yeah, he's calculating that way. Or there's like one random thing still in the sink, even if he's done the dishes. And like, did this offend you? Like, why (laughs) is this one little thing still in the... I mean, you can imagine he... Him and his brother have a thing with Q-tipping. Like, they Mm -hmm. love Q-tips. And I mean, it just. Like, what do you mean they love Q-tip? Oh my God, You're rolled, on it. I mean, they multiple times it. a day, they could Q-tip their ear for like extensive periods of time. Yeah. Um. But I will say, some of the passive-aggressive nature of him worked really well in reverse psychology for our kids. He is definitely calmer and better at flipping our kids. Um. But as my, oh, and he, it could take him about five years to buy like a pair of jeans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now true. I've gotten him on this kick where finally, if he really needs some better stuff or work stuff, like recently he has some work trips, he's to like actually, you know, dress up a bit. And I found through a friend, a shopper at one of, it's sort of um, like a Harry Rosen in Toronto. There's one here in Greenwich. And I'm like, I have him pull some stuff and I'm like, it has to be like, bam, bam, bam. Like we have to just shorten it. You have to buy it. Don't think about it. Yeah. I yeah. (laughs) But it literally, I mean, I remember, I think one of our first, we were dating and he mentioned that he needed jeans and we happened to be, I think, near the Bloomingdale's downtown. And I'm like, oh, you need jeans here. Let me find this guy. And I brought over a guy and I made him buy like two or three pairs of jeans in like one fell swoop. And weeks later, he's like, I was literally sweating. I can't believe you made me buy so much so fast. I didn't get a chance to go back and visit it. I'm like, just their jeans. Just buy the jeans. So (laughs) I think sometimes his martyrdom or like he won't buy a sweater until, you know, I don't know, the kids have had 8,000 things. Or he also will think that the kids can have one more activity. That's where the scheduling thing. I'm like, really? Have you seen... Have you thought about how the pickup and drop off works on that?
0: <laughs> it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a source of pride for him. With you know, like he has this, he had the ski jacket oh, that, that he had. I mean, for like twenty years, I don't even know. And it and I tried have... for years, and yeah, then he and... went on a ski trip, and he
2: fell or something, and it.
0: it well, it was cut ripped on the, the branch,
2: insane. and it ripped.
0: The inside of the yeah, the inside of the jacket was a little torn. The the like powder. No, he
2: he duct taped it to get. Oh the yes, shirt. right.
0: <laughs> a couple times, I think he duct taped like he duct taped it for a while, and then he walked into an arc. I think it's Arcteryx. He yes. walked into Arcter- The Arcteryx store. Actually,
2: I had to deal with it.
0: Casey walked where into the, other the thing is,
2: <laughs> I get thrown under the <laughs> bus for it as much as we're throwing him under the bus. If he needs an excuse or an out, or he doesn't want to like send back the salad that's not right he'll just eat it and i'm like why are you no so no i had to i had to write the letter to arcteryx and he actually did get a brand
1: new jacket from them, which is amazing i'm gonna just defend him in one i know a lot of men including my husband who do not they hate shopping so much that they will wear anything that they have till the end and they also just don't see the need to buy things new if they don't if it's working why fix it? So I'll give him that. But um, I think the best way to get a man to shop, and I'm being sexist, but it's true, is exactly what you did. Have somebody at a store pull some stuff and just buy it all at once. Boom, boom, boom. They can't think too much about it. They just got to go in and do it. So that was smart. No.
2: And even while he's in the dressing room, I'll see other men trying things on I'm like, oh, those are cute. Go, just can you get him those, whatever colors? And I'll also just try and make him buy multiple colors if it finally fits,
0: right. right? Well, coming in actually. Oh, oh maybe he'll do a cameo. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever seen him. Oh. <laughs> hey, Scott, you have to say something because we we can see you, and but you have to talk. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he's not happy he's i on like a call. your sweater <laughs> I
2: mean, that's case in point he bought one of these arterics half zips and now he has them in every color
0: <laughs> so what is he getting what kind of snack is he going for? Uh, <laughs> is, he, is he gonna air fry on video
1: that'd be no. awesome <laughs> what are I you gonna make going. i think I later we started
2: we'll be... to do a cooking show Got some triscuits. It's amazing. He didn't actually go for the triscuits. He's
0: not allowed to talk because of compliance reasons. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he decided not. He couldn't come on because he was afraid. He's actually given
2: up the air fryer. I think he's actually gotten lazier lately. It's just like a can of tuna and lettuce,
1: or triscuit, or a triscuit.
2: Uh, I think he just didn't want to have the cheese because he didn't want to manage the wrapper from the cheese
1: right yeah yeah you know that requires walking to the garbage (laughs) we gotta wrap up ladies because i have to go to work but it was so lovely having you joe i'll let you say that
0: thank you you, casey you're welcome very much and um have a good rest of your day good luck with all of the various pickups and drop-offs happening i'm sure today Bye. bye bye thank you